Welcome to The Walking Plays, a series of audio plays commissioned by the Lyric Stage. I feel safer out here than I do inside my apartment. After what you told me, I agree. What could be nicer than dim sum followed by a walk on the greenway? It's a beautiful day. Look at the runners gathered by the Chinatown gate. The perfect day for a race. Unless you've just stuffed yourself with dumplings. <laughs> right. I won't have to eat until tomorrow. The soup dumplings, the leek dumplings, the barbecue pork buns, the sticky rice and lotus leaf, the shrimp stuffed eggplant, the sesame balls. What else did we have? Right, the turnip cakes. Your memory's excellent, Dad, when it comes to food. Your mother loved the leek dumplings. She hated the turnip cakes you always insisted on ordering. They're my favorites. You like them too. Mom absolutely hated the turnip cakes. The two of you were always fighting. Fifty plus years of quarreling. Keiko was a no-nonsense person. If she had seen the open glass doors yesterday, she would have simply closed them without telling me. Problem solved. Wrong. But she would have called a locksmith herself, not relied on the doorman. She would have gotten a locksmith from Chinatown. Next time, I'm keeping my fears to myself. If I hadn't made the mistake of telling my tale of woe to the doorman, I would never have had to pay the locksmith four hundred dollars. Mom would have demanded a fair price. The locksmith would have gone down two hundred dollars and felt lucky to have escaped with his life. He also kept calling me young man. Or grandpa, Keiko would have called him out on that. <laughs> Just look at the kids playing on those new fangled jungle gyms. Too bad they weren't here when the boys were little. They would have had a fun time figuring them out. It's still March, but today's more like early summer. Not a trace of the wind from last night. The wind, you say. Blew open the glass doors to the balcony. Not a trace. We talked about this over dim sum. No wind could possibly have blown open those glass doors. It was a very strong wind, almost like a hurricane. They're very heavy doors. They open out, not in. And you said the front door was unlocked. You're absent-minded, but you would never have left the front door unlocked. Last week, when you visited me, you thought the apartment was stuffy and smelled of dusty old books. I remember you opening the glass doors to let in some fresh air. Maybe you didn't really shut them. There has to be a little click. Very likely. That's just like me. The oddest thing for me was the closed door between the dining room and the bedroom. I always leave that door open. Why didn't you mention that at Dim Sum? I just remembered it. That's so scary, Dad. With that door closed, you wouldn't have heard anyone moving about in the living room. Someone could have spent hours casing the joint, and you would have slept straight through it. 
no one's safe anymore in his own apartment. But out here on the Greenway, all these nice people would rush to your rescue. This whole thing's so scary. Is there anything else you've forgotten to tell me? Not that I can remember. What a grump you are today! Whenever we had just finished dim sum, and we stepped outside to a beautiful day like this, your mother and I would always agree to stop quarreling. We'd call a a time out. And how long would that last? Two minutes? I still think it was the wind. It was really blowing hard last night. We've already discussed that several times. It's like instant replay. Ow! Ow! Dad, are you all right? I'm fine. Fine, fine. You sure? Are you sure you didn't hurt yourself? Are your knees okay? They're fine. I usually catch myself before I hit the ground. Your doctor said you should carry a cane. I don't need a cane. You have that fancy one from Mom's grandfather. It's probably the nicest cane in Boston. It's for someone who's under five feet tall. It's too short, even for me. Three years ago, when you had the torn meniscus, you got compliments on it from those two elegant Japanese women by the duck pond. Remember? <laughs> You're right. Maybe I should dig it out of the closet after all. Look, one of the Greenway artists created a leafy passageway and stream just for senior moments like this. Let's sit on these rocks under the bamboo and catch our breath. These rocks were put here by an artist to be admired. You don't sit on a work of art. It's public art, meant to be sat on. If Keiko were here, she'd say, "Keep going, just walk it off, humor me." It's the Asian way. Ignore your pain and move on. You're lucky you didn't break an arm or a leg or land head first. If you had done that, I'd be like poor George. I know. After he tripped coming out of the shower and hit his head on the sink, he's never been the same. Really, let's keep walking. All week I've been looking forward to this stroll along the greenway. Fine, but only if you follow the advice Mom gave you years ago. Pick up your feet when you walk. Don't shuffle like that with your head thrust forward. Stop it! You're talking to someone who walks one, sometimes two miles a day. The fall must have jogged my memory. I just remembered. Another strange thing about the break-in, or whatever it was. Don't look at me that way, or I won't tell you. Yes. Yes, I'm waiting. When I was rushing to meet you at the restaurant, I bumped into the woman down the hall, and she said, when she woke up yesterday morning, the glass windows to her balcony were also wide open. That's quite a coincidence, right? Dad, what's wrong with you? Just when were you planning on telling me this? I just this moment remembered it. These days, my memory moves in spurts and jolts. That woman down the hall from you is the only other Asian in the building, right? 
There's never been any trouble of that sort. And nothing was stolen from either of our apartments. Which makes it all the more creepy. You may live in a posh new building, but you realize that just a few blocks away from you in Chinatown, there's been plenty of trouble, right? If you read the local papers, and not just the New York Times, you'd know that Asian Americans around here are scared to go out by themselves. People, mostly old people, have been called names and poked with umbrellas. They've been spit on, pushed from behind, grabbed by the hair, and punched in the face. Just shoot me now. It's not a joke. At least try not to go out after sunset, okay? There were dangers outside besides falling. Also, try to take the tea or the bus as little as possible. How will I get to you in Cambridge? Or go to the movies with George? He still loves his movies. When we were scapegoated three years ago during the pandemic, most of us learned to protect ourselves. We changed our ways. When I was growing up, you used to tell us, the one who says the least is often the brightest person in the room. Or, the one who grins and bears it is the bravest person in the room. Well, bullshit. Henry and I prepared the kids for name-calling and bullying before it happened. Henry still drives them every week to karate. What a bad mood you're in today. Whenever the weather was this nice, your mom and I would stop our quarreling. We'd call a timeout. So you said a few minutes ago. Life's the thing that keeps repeating itself. Remember what happened to Keiko five years ago when she was walking home after shopping for groceries in Chinatown? Remember those two teenagers that came up from behind her and said, What's cooking, China doll? And what you at, Lotus Blossom? They said, Missy Flat Nose, Missy Slanty Eyes, What you got in your bags, Bats or Puppy Dogs? and tried to steal her bags full of fresh vegetables and bakery goods. She kicked one of them in the leg and punched the other in the stomach. She pretended she was wearing Lottie Linia shoes with little knives hidden in the toes. One kid got away, and then the other one fell in a funny way. She left him for dead and ran to the police station. A lot of good that did. The police thought she was an old Chinese bag lady not a school teacher. By the time they got to the scene of the crime, the kid on the ground had somehow managed to pick himself up and disappear in the crowd. Mom said she was secretly relieved not to see him. She was already imagining the headlines in the globe. Asian school teacher kills teenager. Tiger lady bears her claws. Henry and I always love it whenever you tell that story to the boys. Mom was ahead of the times. She was a member of the call-out movement before it had a name. But you are no mom. What would you have done in her place? I don't know. I probably would have given them a shortened version of my intro to Asian American history. The internment camps. The killing of Vincent Chen in Detroit and the six women in Atlanta. I'd have said... You racist piglets! You should be ashamed of yourselves. Racist piglets? 
after they had roughed me up and taken all my money, I'd have said under my breath, that's enough. Now, just go away. I don't hate you. I hate myself. Pathetic. I know. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed by terror and fear. They rush in like the wind into an old house. I think you're finally losing it. I'm going to shoot myself. But slowly. Seriously. I think the time has finally come for you to pack up your books and move in with us. We've asked you for five years. Ever since Mom died. Henry enjoys talking to you, and the boys adore you. Not as much as they adored Mom, but close. Thank you. But I think I'll wait a few years. You mean until the boys are in college? The real issue is you're too much like your mother. We'd be arguing all the time. Every time I went through a doorway, there you'd be, coming the other way. Neither of us would give an inch. (laughs) It's true. I couldn't make out a thing Mom said to you the last week of her life, but it always sounded like a string of curses. I cursed her right back so she'd know nothing had changed. She was true to herself to the very end. We had a very good marriage, almost 50 years. She was an amazing woman, and it was amazing we were married that long. (laughs) The arguing. That's what kept us alive. Or maybe that's what killed her. I always thought I'd be the first to go. Whoa! Careful! You weren't watching. It's a busy street. You could easily have gotten run over. Dad, are you all right? It's a miracle I've managed to live 73 years and never once been run over by a train, car, or bicycle. You should stop complaining for a minute. We've reached our destination, and I'm still in one piece. Breathe deeply. It's so green and peaceful. I remember not long ago when this wasn't Dewey Park, but the overground artery. Look, over there. They've changed the big mural. It used to be a smiling woman. Now it's two birds. I hate murals. They're so large, I can't see them. They're large because they're public art. Inspiring, brightly colored. They're outside so everyone can see them. Not locked up in a stuffy museum. I'm not saying the birds aren't nicely painted. They are. I just prefer them on a greeting card. The barn swallows flying the coop, breaking out of the barn, determined to enjoy his freedom and also the company of his lady love, who looks as if she's thinking, you're late. What took you so long? The artists reminding us that South Station is just across the street and we can escape from Boston. The next time you and the family take the train to New York, I'm coming with you. You won't consider living with us in Cambridge, 
but you'd come with us to New York. Don't be such a grump. Let's sit down on these bright orange garden chairs and listen to the street musicians. Don't sit there. They're hard and uncomfortable. If you sit down, you'll never be able to get up. They're so large, they'll swallow you up. <laughs> Bravo! Bravo! Too bad it's too early in the year for the food trucks. Funny how you fill yourself up at dim sum and feel hungry an hour later. We Asians are insatiable. We catch the bats in the sky. We cast nets for the puffer fish in the sea. The first thing we do when we discover new land is look around for new animals to eat. You're such a racist. Why did you just pull out your cell phone? The boys will be back from baseball practice soon. Henry has a late meeting, so I should head home, and you should get back to the apartment. Why? The boys are old enough to let themselves into the house, and who knows what's waiting for me in the apartment? Maybe the intruders figured out a new way to get in. Right. Maybe he's climbed up your fire escape and is standing on your balcony, peering through the glass doors. Maybe he's already sitting on a sofa or hiding behind the shower curtains, waiting to welcome me home. Or maybe it's just George. I just remembered you have keys to each other's apartments. In his present condition, poor George wouldn't be able to push a key in the lock, and he looks so disheveled. The doorman probably wouldn't let him in the building. Who knows? One of these days, the doorman might not let me into the building. Are you feeling all right? You suddenly look a little wobbly. It's my knees. It took them a little time to react to the fall. It's funny. I felt a little shaky just now when I stood up. Maybe the intruder last night was the angel of death. Stop it! More likely, it was just a friendly ghost. Mom's ghost. You've often said she likes to come around at 3 a.m. when you're sleeping and pinches your toes, the way you did to her in the hospital when she specifically asked you not to. She's come back to haunt you. <laughs> the afternoon she died, she called the school because the final grades were due. She said, "They're good kids and they worked hard. Give them." All A's. I remember. Then she said, "Now, get into bed next to me." So I climbed into our hospital bed, and that's how your mother left me, asleep in my arms. Thank you for listening to "Walking It Off" by Rosanna Yamagiwa Alfaro. The piece was commissioned by the Lyric Stage Company of Boston as a part of the Walking Plays, an audio series exploring private moments in this city we all share. "Walking It Off" was directed by Michelle Aguillon. 
Kenzo was played by Kai Chow and Sally by Christina R. Chan. The sound design was by Owen Meadows with audio engineering by Katie O'Connor. Asia M. Jackson was the production manager and narration was provided by Michelle Aguillon. Matt Chaperin, executive director and Courtney O'Connor, artistic director, would like to thank First Republic Bank and media sponsor WBUR for sponsoring The Walking Plays and our season sponsors, Diana and Lee Humphrey and Bank of America.